Welcome to What Would Anis Say podcast, where three Anis share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada, with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean Canadian female leaders. Hosted by TK, Yuna Lee, and Deli Hong. So welcome to episode 16 of What Would Oni Say? And in this episode, we are going to explore how cultural influences may have affected the mental health of Korean Canadians. So we'll share our own challenges and experiences in dealing with mental health challenges. And I would just like to say, before we begin our conversation, that this is based on our own experiences of growing up as Korean Canadians. Like, we have been immersed in Korean culture since we were like 6 to 12 years old because we left Korea Um, so definitely don't have a good idea of how modern Korean culture has evolved in terms of supporting and talking about mental health so this is based on what we've absorbed from our younger years as well as our parents influences so just wanted to throw out the disclaimer before we start the discussion but um, I guess kind of starting with uh, like us growing up as Korean Canadians and implications on our mental health, I think a big portion is our parents. Um, so I just kind of wanted to pick your, uh, you guys' brains a little bit. So when I was growing up, um, my parents were, and they still are, big into you know Korean culture, and they do have a lot of you know Korean friends. And one thing that they kind of instilled in me that I also see now is kind of the appearance of put appearance of looking put together. So um, they don't really like to talk about any challenges or problems that they have in their lives, or even with like you know raising kids or whatever to their friends. Like they always want to appear like their lives are perfect. Um, they're kind of put together. There are no you know extreme problems, et cetera, et cetera. So they always want to kind of maintain this like societal and familial like harmony, and they don't really want to kind of air out their dirty laundry per se. So um, that I think kind of got translated into like even though you might be going through something mentally, like you don't talk about it with other people. You just kind of you know try to figure it on your own. So when you like talk to somebody about things that you're going through mentally, emotionally, psychologically, um, I kind of got like based on my experiences, just seeing my parents, I kind of perceived it as you're trying to appear perfect basically and then you don't want to expose um, your personal weaknesses or vulnerability to other people so that's kind of the perception that I got and because of that I I had a harder time like growing up you know talking about mental health or kind of even talking about my own problems that I was dealing with just because of kind of the upbringing that I had and things that I've seen with my parents so and I don't know how you guys felt or what you guys experienced but that's kind of one big portion I think is very different about Korean culture is that you just want to appear very picture perfect and you don't want to air your dirty laundry to other people so um, that's kind of what you grow up with and if you have you know something going on mentally like you just deal with it on your own i don't know what if you guys have similar experiences or 
you know, you guys have perceived anything else, but we'd love to get your thoughts. Yeah, no, I totally can relate to so much of what you were saying, TK. What I observed in my parents, them kind of trying to appear perfect and you kind of mirroring that, right? Because that's all you see uh, growing up. And this idea that like mental illness is almost like a personal like weakness and even in terms of like it reflects kind of poorly on the family lineage or kind of it's like there's a sense of like shame and social stigma associated with mental illness I think to a different degree um, being part of a Korean culture because it's so collectivist so it's like you know if you have a mental illness it's not even like you know just your problem alone it reflects almost like poorly on the whole family and I think that's such a different level of burden um, coming from a Korean background so similar to UTK I think I definitely struggled with like talking a lot about like my personal issues like growing up especially when I was like living with my parents because that was what was modeled for me and it was only upon like moving out of the home and seeing how like you know other friends maybe talked about their issues or maybe perhaps it's because I'm more in a healthcare space so um, clients open up to me a little bit more about some of the struggles they're going off or just different influences that kind of allowed me to see oh there's other ways of dealing with this rather than just like bottling it in and not like discussing it so yeah no I totally saw that and it's been interesting doing some reading on it because I was like oh like like it kind of makes sense like why my parents are dealing with it in that way if there's such a high degree of like shame with it or maybe it wasn't I also think about like their parents like maybe it wasn't mirrored for them by their parents but even to an even bigger degree than I guess we're observing in our parents yeah I I I agree I think probably my parents didn't or like our parents didn't have the role models to um talk about mental health and they probably didn't have an outlet to do that and they just kind of grew up like that and then they had us and then they don't know like what you know they didn't see that growing up so like they probably didn't even know I'm guessing like how to even have those conversations or how to initiate it with us so that we feel more open to talk about it so we probably you know, looked at them and we were like, oh, this is not something that we talk about. It's very taboo. And I also feel like uh, reflecting back to like what I know of like my parents' parents, so so my grandfather, uh, it seems like their parenting style was very much like, um, like, this is what you do and that's it. And there's no like, uh, like even just like that power dynamic is a lot more pronounced in a Korean culture. So like, unloading kind of your issues to someone who's at a, like a higher power like your parents or grandparents like when I was growing up didn't seem kind of appropriate it was like those aren't the type of conversations um, you are supposed to have with your parents um, so like I really struggled with that because like I never put my parents on the same line as like my friend or someone I would go to that it was almost like they were another rung higher um so I even struggled because of those kind of um almost like social hierarchy like that was embedded in the Korean culture um that like wasn't said but you knew it was there and I think that that played a part of like why I wasn't maybe as open with some of the struggles I was going through with my parents specifically 
Yeah, that kind of hierarchy is definitely like very pronounced in what I observed as well. Um, especially not even just going to like our parents' generation, but when you go above like one generation, like above that. And I think like it has been, it has been kind of the product of like what we've inherited and like it's been shaped like in a little bit different way. Um, but I think that is the paternalistic culture that like Korean. Um, people like our country like generally came from like back in the days and I think like uh, to be fair I think like in those times like that the kind of um, workings of the culture like had a societal value to like Korean culture building up to be a very like strong one um, so like knowing that I think But at the same time, like the culture that we're immersed in now is like so different. So there's like that discordance and like it's just kind of strange, right? Like observing your parents and like even the way they interact with their parents is like so different from like how like my friends that are like maybe not from an Asian culture will interact from their parents. Um, so, yeah, so I think there is an interesting difference there. One thing that I wanted to kind of share was... Uh, with my parents like and my family like we went th through something like kind of hard together and even though they weren't like it wasn't natural for them to open up about the struggles like mental health or otherwise um, something that I observed going through that was when when they were going through something really hard and mentally challenging like our korean friends and our neighbors um despite like what we feared and like um my parents like had the same kind of fear of the shame and the stigma that would be attached to those kinds of things like in extreme times i really felt that the community came together and once they were able to open up about their challenges the whole community was so much more open and it was like a floodgate of like oh you know like this happened to me and like you know like my daughter's like dealing with this mental health issue and so I think I observed like a portion of like that vulnerability um, and I don't know if it was because like we're now in this culture and like we kind of see ourselves as like belonging to a greater like family of like Korean people or you know, like that sense of belonging. Um, but the, I just wanted to share that as kind of, um, I guess, like a different side of the story too. Yeah, I think I think that's so interesting. And it's so heartwarming hearing that too. It's just like, you know, there were people within the community that were there for your parents, but also, you know, open to sharing like their vulnerabilities and stuff that's going on in their families or, you know, whatnot. Um, but I, yeah, I think it's, it's really... Um, interesting in my my um, view because I think every family every individual has something going on um, like mentally emotionally psychologically and like we are so afraid to open up but like we're so afraid to open up first I think it's the bigger problem um, or like a bigger challenge because if you're the only if you're the first one to open up um, and people um don't really open up to share their experiences or what they're going through then it's not like a communal you know feeling and support right it's just now that person who decided to 
be courageous and open up first um, is viewed as weak or too vulnerable or going through all these things. Um, and that person will feel super shameful and about you know opening up about those that maybe that person will get more closed off. So I think it's just like if you are opening up, it's like very like hard and it's like a very courageous thing to do. But because like you're taking like a, a leap of faith that the other person is going to respond to that and you know share as well. So um, I'm so happy that there were people around your parents to like have like a stronger community. Oh, thanks, TK. And I agree. I think that's so heartwarming that at least like in the Korean community, I think that's one of the things I was reflecting. Like we take for granted, like being as Korean Canadians here, we have a culture community that we can um, tap into. And like, it's like they can, like, because we're all here and a lot of us immigrated here or second generation, we can tap into that community and have that sense of like, oh, like, I'll help you out. Like, you're almost like my extended family here um, that I, I, I feel like I've talked to other friends who aren't Korean and they're like, oh, like, they're envious of that. They're like, oh, you have, you're part of this, like, you know, Korean Canadian Athletic Association and the guys there would, like, help you if you needed any work connections or help you out when you're going through a hard time, even though, like, they're not related by blood, but, like, that deeper connection um, when you are going through something that's really, like, hard on your family or on yourself as an individual, um, I think that's something that, you know, that's really nice to have. Yeah. And then um, I know we talked about like growing up as Koreans, um, like with our parents and stuff, but like kind of switching gears a little bit and talking about growing up as Canadians, I think was a very different take versus what we grew up with, like looking at our parents. So I think it's actually worthwhile to maybe like take a step back and like talk about some of the cultural or like intergenerational differences. I know we touched on like a few of them, but um, obviously, you know, growing up as Koreans in a Korean household, like there are things that you just don't talk about, like mental health, um, like we just talked about, because it just feels so weird. And like, I don't know if I bring it up to my parents, I'm going to get shit on or if I'm just going to get rejected, like emotionally, you know, like you never know. <laughs> but I feel like in a Canadian culture, I feel like they have been like the resources and things that I've observed and like, you know, grew up with, like as a Canadian, they've been way more open and like we got way more exposure to like different resources, people talking about mental health. So I feel like there has been kind of like this question mark, like a clash of different cultures to be like, okay, like I know the importance of mental health. I know it's something that we need to keep talking about um, and make sure, you know, like I'm okay, you know, my friends are okay, my family's okay, like, etc. But I feel like there's always that deep down, like you shouldn't talk about you know, you're, whatever you're going through, like mental challenges, because it's just not how we, you know, grew up with, like in a Korean household. So I'm just wondering if you guys also felt the same way, like two cultures kind of clashing inside your brain. Yeah, I totally think they're like, I almost have to do like a brain switch, like when I'm talking so to true, yeah. <laughs> uh, my family about something that I'm going through, that's like emotionally trying versus like my friends that are like, grew up in Canada, um, like, you know, was born here or like moved at a young age, just because like when I observe, cause like basically how you communicate to someone is like you communicate in their language. And my parents' language is like when they're going through something hard is they complain of like body aches. Like they're like, oh, like, argu, hori. Like, you know, like they're like my 
back. That's us right now. Like, it's it's almost like when I look back, I was like, have my parents ever expressed to me that they were anxious or depressed? Like, I actually don't remember one time, um, personally for me, like in my household, where that was ever communicated to me. Even like emotions of like, I am sad. Like, I don't remember my parents communicating that to me. But like, I remember a lot of like physical complaints. So like, when I like talk to my parents and I'm going through things like um one time I was I had a really like bad concussion and I was going through it and obviously there's a physical aspects of it but there was a huge emotional cost to that because it was very isolating um there's a lot of emotional mental struggles and like you know when my parents asked about it I told them about like my physical symptoms I was having but it never really um opened up about like maybe the emotional struggles I was having and the mental health effects of that. Um, so I've, yeah, so that was one thing I observed. And then like when my, versus like if like my friends asked me, I would open up a lot more about like maybe like my emotional struggles that I was dealing with. So like the language was was kind of different um, in terms of like what was socially acceptable. Um, and then also, I guess like them being like parental figures, like maybe there was a level there that I was like, okay, like I don't want to open up like too much um, <laughs> in all the areas of my life. Maybe that was part of it. But um um, I just found it really interesting reflecting back. I was like, yeah, I don't remember like any times where they like, ex- like, yeah, said anything like linked to like mental struggle. It was all like physical ailments or like or like or or a reference to like praying. Like my mom's like, oh, like this is hard. Like, let's like pray together. So like it was like because my mom's very religious. So it was just like, let's like what what how she would express it is like, let's like pray together about this. Let's like talk about it and ask like God for for um, like help. Um, so that was like one way, I guess she indirectly communicated um, to me um, what she was going through. Yeah, so like that, yeah, it's definitely like very like indirect communication is I feel like the hallmark of like Korean culture is like, we don't like to, yeah, (laughs) we don't like to say things like out loud, we don't like to like put it all out there, we want to give like little hints and like say it in a way that like the other person won't exactly know what you're talking about, they'll just get like, you know, uh, a hint of it, so yeah, I could definitely see that um, from my own experience as well. And then, like, I think for me, the biggest difference that I found is that my parents are really averse to seeking out, like, professional help. Like, I feel like they would never do it. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Like, I, I think, like, one reason is, like they like they're in a canadian they're on a canadian soil they're korean people they probably would if they were getting help for like um like mental health issues i'm sure that they would more like much more benefit from like korean speaking professionals because like it's like mostly like through talk right and i think that's one like barrier to them getting like the kind of help that they would appreciate Um, And then I think the other thing is like the stigma of like being weak or like being like lesser than like, you know, somehow like not healthy and also like not wanting to kind of like admit it or like burden other people with it. Um, But yeah, I think the language thing is like big because when I was personally looking for a therapist, I found it really hard to find like a Korean therapist that I could speak to that was also available so there's like such a limited number like now i could go to an english-speaking therapist too but i just had like 
uh, a slight preference because I do speak both languages. Um, so I thought I wanted someone that also had like that part of the brain too. Um, so that was like my preference. But I know for my parents, like they would not be able to work with an English only speaking therapist. Like that would just not be, you know, feasible for them. So it's like for them being immigrants, like that's a bit one of the big challenges. I wonder like if it would have been different if they hadn't immigrated and if they were still on the Korean soil and you know maybe maybe some of the um, stigma that's associated with, with mental health challenges um, I wonder if the, that kind of a cultural shift has happened in Korea that like my parents weren't a part of because like they have been uprooted um, so I think that could be like different dimensions to them having you know barriers to getting the help that they might want yeah, and then just to add to that, I think it's also like my parents, like like our whole family immigrated uh, to Canada like when my sister and I were really little. So when you have two little kids and you spent most of your life in Korea and you immigrated to a whole different country, like not only do you have like one other new language to, you know, accustomed to, but you have whole new culture, whole new neighborhood, like trying to figure out their lives, I'm pretty sure they didn't have like they didn't they weren't thinking about getting mental health support or looking for resources like when they first immigrated. Like it was it's probably get the kids in school, get an apartment, get a house, like get a job. Like it was probably so go 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 that they didn't even think about it. And they didn't they probably didn't even know that they were going through mental challenges themselves. Like I don't I can't even fathom like being 40, 45, and then moving to a different country with two kids. Um, that I can't speak any, like, maybe, hello, how are you? Like, how much is this kind of thing? But, like, like I cannot even fathom the, the mental challenges they probably went through. And they probably got through it, that's just my POV, just thinking, like, oh, I can do it. We can do it. Like, you know, more kind of self-talk in a way and being super optimistic they were going to get through it together as a family blah 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 so they probably saw that as like an outlet versus getting help um which is sad but also very proud of them but it's kind of the maybe another add-on to them not having like all of those resources and stuff available yeah that reminds me of like the maslow hierarchy of needs like it's hard like when your like basic needs are like not fully met like you want to make sure you have shelter or like basic needs like if you're hungry or yes. like you want to get those mm-hmm. needs met mm-hmm. first before like maybe like mental health needs um so i think like that like totally makes sense and then it makes mm-hmm. me think back to like how korean in terms of like a country came into mel- wealth like not not that long ago if you really think about that that's so true yeah yeah i don't think so yeah so yeah. like i wonder if like yeah. that plays a role into just like coping mechanisms because like maybe people like intergenerationally were more in that like survival mentality rather than like that abundance like oh we have time to like think about like our inner soul and what's going on like to kind of like go from like just surviving to like thriving right because that's literally what mental health helps you do it helps you to get from like survive to like thrive even more and to have that more like you know, more intention and more um, fulfillment in your life. So, like, I wonder if that plays a role um, in it as well. Um, and and as a, um, on another side note, a thought came to mind, too, of, like, just, like, 
maybe the way we deal with mental health is different because we're more of a collectivist culture in Korea. So maybe the 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 coping mechanisms we use to deal with mental health is kind of like, well, because you have your family as like a unit to like kind of go to, whereas in Western society, it's more individualistic. So like you don't have maybe the same like support system in that way. So maybe like that's why there's more of a emphasis on like seeking professional help. Yeah, I think that's an interesting like connect the dots like between, you know, like us being here and then like thinking about, oh, like it was so busy for them when they first immigrated and then going back to like the formal generations, like probably two, three generations ago, like our ancestors were, were like farmers and like they didn't really have time to think about mental health issues. They were just busy like getting their day's work done and then feeding the kids and yeah, so that's totally, yeah, that totally makes sense. And I think the last point you mentioned is really interesting about like how collectivist cultures might have a totally different way of dealing with like stress, which I think I saw a glimpse of that. Like when my parents struggled, then like everybody like wanted to come and help them. Um, and like whether it's just like listening to them or just like they wanted to like take the house chores or bring them food or like whatever right and like maybe in a western society that uh, muscle isn't as strong um and then i wonder like if there's like some type of like informal talk therapy that might have been present in like the previous generations like they used to like i know that women used to like gather around a lot and they would use to do like the house chores together Maybe women would talk about mental health issues back in the day when they were making kimchi. Kimchi talk therapy. Where they would like have like kimchi therapy and then like it was because yeah. it takes so long, they would yeah. like, be like they would run out of time or like they would run out of small talk and then they would have to go deep because it's like <laughs> kimchi takes so long to make. Uh, <laughs> but we don't so do that as funny. much. So maybe those systems have been like broken down and yeah. you know. It's just different. And I think like back then, their way of like dealing with like mental health issues, it wasn't necessarily like we didn't have the link. We didn't we didn't like if even like a decade or two ago, like if I think about it, our culture probably did not have the widespread availability of like language to be able to talk about mental health. That's the other thought that I'm having is that, you know, like what's probable is that like they talked about it like through different means and maybe they like de-stress through like just being together um like in each other's presence as opposed to having to like talk about their feelings because really the language wasn't there um up until you know probably like just our generation yeah, there's actually a biological effect, like when you're with other people, like even if though you're not talking about your problems, it releases like oxytocin, which is like the antidote to cortisol, which is like a stress hormone. So like it does have a biological effect, which makes sense, that makes us like more resilient um, to the effects of like, you know, mental health issues or stressors. Um, and I think you get more of that uh, probably in a collectivist society because like you're encouraged to like eat together you're encouraged to like make decisions together like everything's done in a more collectivist way so maybe there is a little bit more of like a buffer there sometimes um so that like you know you're not like as alone to like because i find like a lot of the time like mental stuff hits you when you're like alone 
like sometimes like when you're like oh by myself and then it's like a ton of bricks and you're like oh and then you like spiral versus like when you're with people like you don't have as much time to like dwell on it like maybe you're it still affects you but like it's like when the music stops where you're like oh like <laughs> those are the thoughts i'm having in my head yeah for sure and i guess kind of like what we've seen um, kind of growing up in our Korean, you know, family and being a Canadian and, and whatnot. Um, what would you say are like your mental health coping strategies or like when you are kind of at like this like mental block, like how you kind of overcome that? Um, and what do you think are like very similar or very um, different Um like strategies for our generation as like Korean Canadians versus like our parents? I think that in our generation versus our parents, like there are definitely still some similarities. Like I think that as Korean Canadians, like we are very resilient, like we're very perseverant. We don't like to give up. Uh, We're very high achieving. We like to aim high and we like to persevere at whatever thing that we're working on, which I think um, has served like our generation really well. And I think it was the same mentality that our parents like came to Canada with like when they immigrated. And it's the same mentality that um, got Korea out of poverty in the 19 like 20s and 30s. So I think I could easily see that as one of like the similarities. Yeah. And I think the difference is like um, some of the differences is like just like who we go to maybe um, for like coping strategies. Like I think Korean um, like generally is like they use more like mirroring tactics of like you see like maybe you maybe go visit like different uncles or aunts and you see how different ways like they deal with it. And then you just kind of learn by like osmosis um, because you have more of that like family tree and it's very collectivist and then perhaps more in like Canadian culture um, and like how we deal with it here is like a little bit more like seeking professional help, uh, which are all different ways I think of like learning different tools like if there's one thing um looking back i was like you know there is one way you saw like things were done with your parents but you can definitely learn like different tools different ways another way is like yeah seeing it in modeled in a different family or if in this case like in canada like if you're seeking professional help they can teach you like different coping strategies um so i think like there's just different avenues um there's just different like methods that may be more culturally appropriate um and yeah i think i don't i don't i don't want to say there's like one right way but i think there's just different ways and i think different ways maybe work for different cultures um but like i think at the heart of it like i think vulnerability is like i do believe it's like a good thing to be to be like more vulnerable even though maybe culturally it might not be appropriate and even in Canada and in, in Korea right like it's still stigmatized I think in both countries but I think differently yeah the way just like how our conversation just like went on like for like the past I don't know like 20-30 minutes like I kind of now coming out of it I'm like okay well you know, like we had probably like ups and downs or like blocks of like not being able to like talk to our parents about it and just being, you know, growing up with all of these kind of perceptions about mental health. But at the same time now, I'm just like, maybe we have more resources than we think. Um, Not only did we get like all of those traits, like, uh, you know, you mentioned like resilience, you know, the grit, the perseverance, like those are now like 
with us, like those are also like resources that we can use depending on, you know, how severe you're going through like mental challenges, but also because we're in a Canadian culture where we can seek help um, and professional help, like there are way more resources um, for us to kind of explore depending on like where we are and what we're going through. So that's kind of like what I took away from like our conversation, which is very hopeful and very positive. And we also have the benefit to like relating to other people mm-hmm. like who are fellow Korean Canadians, which um, as I alluded to before, is like a great way to like find those like, you know, similar reference points. And mm-hmm. that could be an avenue or gateway to like open up maybe more about some of the struggles you're going through, which is really nice that mm-hmm. we have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's kind of like our hope that like this is actually a platform for us to like do that a little bit more and like to for people to find a community or like even just like a presence that they feel connected to. So I think this conversation has been really meaningful and I do want to kind of um, say that one thing that I think that we can do more as a culture moving forward um, is to prioritize mental health a little bit more and Mm -hmm. to voice it and put it at the forefront of our mind because I think um, just like we didn't really know like in the past maybe like that was really important but it's like as a whole culture like even like globally like this is becoming more and more of um, of of a priority um you know because like we're now learning that this is so important to us like thriving Mm -hmm. as individuals so i think that's something that i would like to like not forget to mention here i love that i love that it's like take it like you know we've met our needs like go from thriving like financially as a society to like thriving like mentally and emotionally as well so that wraps up episode 16 of what would only say where we explore the mental health of korean canadians from our perspective we hope you enjoyed this episode we onis feel like mental health is such an important part of our wellness and we hope that this podcast serves as a gateway to conversation about mental health amongst your friends and family bye everyone 